internet. Hello, internet. How are you? Oh, yeah, they can't answer. They can't do that. That's a joke. But we can tell them that this is episode 107 of Outreach Factory, the podcast where we look at the things that made people mad online this week and explain why they're dumb for caring. I'm your co-host, Derek Bowling. I'm your other co-host, Dale DeRuiter. We are all jacked up on some uh, Tim Hortons coffee, which I fucking loathe, but there's one in the lobby of my building. That's how they get you. Nobody likes Tim Hortons more than any other coffee just place. It's just... They're everywhere and it's cheap. I feel like some people swear that it's good coffee. Oh, yeah. Also. The people without taste buds. I've spent the past decade believing that Wendy's owned Tim Hortons. Yeah. Because you always see Wendy's and Tim Hortons in the same building. Yeah. It turns out Burger King owns Tim Hortons. Not Wendy's at all. So why would Wendy's and Tim Hortons be side by side? Who the fuck can say? Does Burger King own Wendy's? (laughs) No. Googling is it. this the conspiracy we're going to open up the podcast with? Oh. That Wendy's is the secret mistress of the Burger King? That would oh, no. Sense. Okay. So Wendy's did own Tim Hortons for 11 years. Yeah. Uh, and then Burger King bought Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. It, uh, for $11 billion. Yeah, dude. Tim Hortons has a lot of money in it. It's like. Everybody thinks they like Tim Hortons. It's funny because I was like, um, a couple weeks ago, somebody was like, um, I think it was a Korean guy was tweeting about Canada and it blew up and he's like just tweeting about stuff he doesn't understand. And he was saying how you talk about Tim Hortons to anybody from Canada and they're like, oh yeah, Tim Hortons. That's good. That's great. And they're like, well, let's go get some Tim Hortons. They're like, no, it's not good. (laughs) So it's like everybody thinks they love Tim Hortons. Until it comes time to put up and actually go eat and drink Tim Hortons. Yeah, it's like, what would the equivalent in the States be? It's like something that Americans swear up and down is good that represents Dunkin their Donuts, cultural identity. That is like the literal equivalent of yeah. Tim Hortons. So, yeah, if you're oh, an American like, listening to this, Tim Hortons is uh, shitty garbage, just like Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, although I don't think Dunkin' Donuts does food, do they? Like... Because Tim Hortons... Well, neither does Tim Hortons. Oh! Wait. So, did Tim Hortons start making food when it was owned by Wendy's? Or... Okay. So, if you don't know what we're talking about, Tim Hortons started out as purely donuts and coffee shop. And then, what was that? Like, 10 years ago? 15 years ago? They started making sandwiches. Then they started making, like... Uh, well, I guess, really, they only make sandwiches and, like, breakfast sandwiches and stuff. And I guess they're starting to make burgers. I saw in the window that they had burger patties. Uh, yeah, they had the Beyond Meat. That was the one and only time I ate a Beyond Meat or Impossible was Burger. It? I don't know. It was fine. I heard it's bad for you. Probably. I mean, it's also bad for the environment, turns out. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's like it's like super processed bullshit like soy. So, isn't it made of soy? It's, uh... Because I know that it was made of coconut oil or something, and then they got all scared because it had too much fat in it, so they went with some other option. It was, like, vegetable oil or something? Uh, pea protein. Like, piss? No, no, the pea, P-E-A. Like, green peas? Yeah. Which, like, have you ever had a Vega protein powder? No. Which is a local Vancouver success story. Um, but same thing. They use pea protein. Like uh, chickpea protein? No, like from actual like green peas. Well, chickpeas are peas. No, chickpeas are legumes. Peas are vegetables. 
Sorry. How much are you going to make me Google tonight, man? Fucking I got to wait. Scientist over here. <laughs> Sorry for mansplaining peas <laughs> to you, Dale. Uh, P. I thought peas are peas were like the seeds legumes. of peas. Okay. Okay. Strictly speaking, green peas are not vegetables. What the fuck? They are part of the legume family, which consists of plants that produce pods with seeds inside. Checks out. Lentils, chickpeas, beans, and peanuts are also legumes. Um, however, green peas are commonly cooked and sold as a vegetable. Okay, but the peas that pea protein is extracted from. Yeah. Fuck. I'm going to Google this just to make sure. Why? Sorry, everyone. It turns out I know nothing about anything. See, the only reason I'm asking is for whatever reason, chickpeas ruin me. And I can't have hummus. I can't. And my girlfriend one time. Because of the gout? Yeah, no, because of the toots that it gives me and the extreme intestinal distress it causes. One time my girlfriend made me some pizza because she's gluten-free because she has that, like, not chronic gluten sensitivity, like, where she doesn't have celiac disease, but if she has gluten, it, like, gives her stomach aches. Oh, the made-up made gluten it's sensitivity. It's not made-up. The invented. It's not made-up. Gluten is so bad for you <laughs> in so many ways. But anyways, so she made gluten-free pizza. But she used garbanzo flour, and I didn't know it. And I, of course, ate way too much of it because it's pizza, and that's the only way you eat pizza is you stop when it hurts. I mean, if you're a well-adjusted person who knows how to eat properly, you don't do that, but that's how I eat pizza. So I ate till it hurts, and then I went to bed, and then I woke up in the middle of the night with, I'm just going to put air quotes, severe intestinal distress, i.e. diarrhea. Yeah. Explosive at night. Cool. Please <laughs> tell us more. No, that's that's the whole story. <laughs> tell me about the sweat droplets that formed on your face while you were violently shitting. Yeah, I had a cold sweat and while I was violently shitting, and that's the end of that part of the story. So did you Google it? Yes. Is it made up with chickpeas? No, it is made from yellow split peas. Oh, the same kind that makes split pea soup. Split pea soup, which is fucking... Also makes me fart. But so not as bad. I used to think, uh, and this is how I could tell I was aging, because yeah. I thought split pea soup was the most disgusting soup until probably last year. And I oh, was like, dude. I was like, let's give her a spin. Let's give it a try. Oh, yeah. I fucking love it. I dude. love split pea soup. Yeah, the consistency. Like when you're a kid, you're like, split pea soup is disgusting because the color for one is like mucus. The texture two, it's like hot pudding. And then three, it's like so bland. But like you said, there's a point where it just turned and you're like, this is fucking delicious. Funny story. When we were kids and we're at my grandma's house, we're like playing in the yard, I don't know, doing whatever little kids do. And she like opened up the window and she's like, who wants pea soup? And we thought she said pizza. So we were all like fucking stoked as stoked as you could be because my grandma's the type of person who would give you pea soup instead of pizza. So we thought we were getting pizza and it was such a rare occasion that we we're all excited. And then we ran inside. And we we're like, where's the pizza? And she's like, oh, I said pea soup and all of our hearts broke wow i think the only thing more disappointing to a child than just a bowl of pea soup yeah. would be the belief that you were getting pizza mm -hmm. that's like being a canucks fan every year and watching them kick ass through the month of october yeah and then watching them lose every game from november through to february yeah 
I think it's more just being a Canucks fan and them winning and then losing no matter when. Like even in 2011, the greatest year of their franchise, they won all the way and then they lost at the very end. Where would it hurt the most? That's what it's like. Me being offered pizza and finding out it was actually pea soup is how sad people were in 2011 when the Canucks lost. Yeah, that's that's a fair analogy. Exactly. Hey, you know what we just did? What? We expressed a lot of very non-controversial food opinions. But guess what? I think there's people who don't like pea soup. Yeah, I don't think that's I don't think it's controversial to have any opinion on pea soup at all. Yeah. You can like it or you can hate it or you can be totally ambivalent to it. Pea soup is not a very contentious food. Or as a throwback to last episode, if you say I like pea soup, and then you tell Don Cherry, no, Don Cherry, the best pea soup is French-Canadian style pea soup. And just watch him rant and rave about how much he hates French-Canadians. No, he'd agree with... Oh, wait. Did he not like French-Canadians? I don't either? know. I feel like he didn't. That sounds like something he'd say. Hey! Yeah. Uh, Twitter, whatever. So, one Twitter user, I'm not going to bother researching his name, posted a thread about controversial food opinions. Was that the first uh, controversial That was the one? first one. So, it was basically... Uh, for people listening to this podcast who have lives outside of Twitter. Uh, mm, awfully suspect. I don't know. There's probably a few of them. Yeah, maybe. One <laughs> um, there was a thread on Twitter where uh, a guy basically said, quote, tweet this with your most controversial food opinion. Uh, from there, it took off and there were tons of people trying to get in on the game with like, quote, tweet this with your most controversial opinion about music, Hitler. Or, yeah, music or whatever. Yeah. Uh, But the food one was the original one. And this did the, the, I guess, completely predictable Twitter timeline thing where somebody does it and people see it and they're like, oh, that's novel. I want to get in and participate. And then for four days, everybody blows it the fuck up. And then you're like, all right, I'm kind of over this. And then on the fifth and sixth day, people just get unreasonably angry about how everybody's doing the same thing. Yeah. Also, there's some racism involved. <laughs> so, is there? Uh, oh yeah. I mean, there was inevitably. Oh, you start any discussion on the internet, someone's yeah. going to be racist about something. And you talk about food, yeah. which is highly It's I feel like people feel like they could talk about it with racist contents, like they could say they don't like food from different areas of the world and think it's okay, but it's not okay. All right. So, Dale, what we're going to do for this next segment, probably spanning the next 20 to 25 minutes, is I'm going to go through this list of controversial food opinions. Yeah. And you tell me whether you agree or disagree. I like this. And then we'll hash it out. Because you do all the research and I just get to sit here and I'm literally just reading things that other people tweeted. One of my favorite things to do, I don't know if this makes me a good person or a bad person, but I like just on the spot developing opinions about something I had no emotional investment before I heard about it. Yeah. Like I like just like, I feel like everybody should be able to draw the line on any subject where they personally feel they're in there. Like when people are like, I don't have an opinion on that. To me, that's like, 
slapping a child. That's, That's the sin. worst thing you can say. Yeah, you should be able to not only form an opinion immediately, yeah. but marry your entire like make that the hill you will die on. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter how unimportant it is. Yeah, you will die for your new opinion about something you had no idea about ten minutes prior. It's part of your personality now, <laughs> as far as I'm considered. <laughs> All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. All right. Uh. Fuck, there's some bad opinions here. Are there? Uh, carrot cake is an abomination. Carrots need to know their place. Vegetables have no business being in a dessert. Agree or disagree? Agree. Really? Yeah. So, okay. One caveat. Everybody says they love carrot cake. And my reply to this is, oh, so when was the last time you had it without that delicious yeah, frosting? It's a frosting vehicle, <laughs> yeah, right? It's but- a cream cheese frosting. It's like sugar butter cream cheese. And then bullshit carrot cake. There's a reply to that tweet that says, okay, you lost me on that one. Carrot cake with cream cheese frosting is divine. They're specifically mentioning the frosting. I think you could say the same thing about any cake, though. Pumpkin pie is the same. It's okay. Pie's good as fuck. It's okay, but the whipped cream makes the actual dessert. No, uh, pie is different because you have the pie filling. Mm -hmm. In pumpkin pie, that's where the flavor's coming from, is the pumpkin pie filling in the pie. Yeah. Cake is just like... Slightly sweet bread. Yeah. Until you like put icing on it. Yeah. And then and then it's a cake. Yeah. But like when have you ever had like a cake or a loaf or like banana bread or something yeah. with no frosting on it? And it's just like this baked thing. Like lemon loaf. Yeah. Okay. Lemon Does it lo- usually have it had sometimes it's glazed, but some that you could get it like with it's just lemony loaf and it's fucking delicious. Because, like that guy said, vegetables have no place in cake. Like, I feel like, okay, recently, in a, like, online, I saw this thing where it's, like, recipe books were crazy in the 70s, and they had all these, like, recipes for, like, um, jello salads with olives and, like, tuna and stuff in it. And I feel like carrot cake is the leftover from that time period when they just like, they're like, we don't know what the fuck to do. Let's just experiment and put vegetables in everything. We just learned to walk yeah. upright. Let's make a cake with fucking carrots in it. Yeah. Uh, I will say zucchini in uh, chocolate cake. Next level. Because you can't really taste the zucchini, but it makes it super fucking moist. Why like, don't it's you just a texture thing? Make it moist without zucchini. Oh, OK. Yeah. How are you going to do that? Moist master. You're um, just going to just going <laughs> to dump a cup butter? of milk. Onto your... You add butter. I don't know if that's true, actually. Butter would make it more moist. Or shortening. Shortening would make it moist, but it would be, like, so fattening. Um, yeah, okay, that one, that one I'll accept because, like you said, you can't taste the zucchini, and it will make it more moist. And if you add butter to make it moist, it's just going to be terrible for you. Yeah. Yeah. Zucchini, you could at least say it was healthy. Yeah. And you get the moistness. And zucchini on its own... Not a strong flavored vegetable, although we could also say the same about carrots. Like, I have one. My friend Jennifer taught me. Oh, Jennifer Petley. Shout out to her. I don't know if she listens to this or not, but she taught me the best way to cook zucchini is you slice it and then you saute it in butter and then you crumble feta over it. And it's fucking amazing. Wait, what is this? It's zucchini, and you slice it, and you saute it in butter, and then when it's almost done, you crumble feta over top of it until the feta just starts to melt, and then you serve it. Damn. It's fucking good. That does sound good. 
any other time I've had zucchini, I'm like, why aren't I just eating a cucumber? <laughs> this is like the gross version of it's a like cucumber. It's like a spongier cucumber. Yeah. Uh, all right. You ready? Yeah. Lettuce serves no purpose. We just use it because no one is brave enough to stop. That is dumb. Lettuce is delicious. I think they're referring to iceberg lettuce specifically, which is like 99% water. Yeah, but they should say that. But isn't actual lettuce, doesn't lettuce have like a thing where it like it's oxidizing your blood or something or deoxidizes your blood? What's the healthy one? When there's more oxygen in your blood or when it takes it out? No, oxi- when you I want more like oxygen. I feel like Seinfeld right now. You want more. <laughs> What's the deal? No, I feel like... Like iceberg lettuce is mostly water, but I feel like there's something healthy in it. And romaine lettuce is fucking good as shit. Also. So I think like green leafy vegetables are good, but iceberg lettuce is just like. It's still green. So there's still some of the like goodness in it. I think it's like celery where it's mostly water and has less calories in it than it takes. Like celery takes more calories to eat than it gives to you. But it's like lettuce is good. Shit. Uh, uh, one cup of iceberg lettuce contains 10 calories, one gram of protein, two grams of carbs, one of dietary fiber, 7% of vitamin A, 3% of vitamin C, 1% of calcium, 2% of iron. So, yeah, there's uh, there's nutritional value in it. I would say uh, the biggest benefit of iceberg lettuce, yeah. when you put it in a sandwich or you put it on a burger, yeah. texture. You get a little bit of, oh, yeah, a little little bit of crunch. A little bit of crunch there. Yeah, and you don't want to look like the crazy bachelor who puts chips in his sandwich. Oh, that's that's good, it's too. It's good though. as fuck, but people Hick, think... Hickory sticks? Oh. oh you like, next level. If you do that, you're instant trashy slob if people see you. Okay. But yeah, oh, have you done lettuce wraps? Lettuce can be... Oh, yeah, that's also... It's like a neutral pocket for filling. Like, you don't want to have... It's a good replacement because... If you're like my girlfriend and you're sensitive to gluten or you're trying to cut back on your carbs, you can eat lettuce. You can. I mean, it doesn't really maintain the uh, structural integrity of bread. If you've ever tried eating like a lettuce wrapped burger. Yeah. It's pretty messy, but probably healthier for you. I'm talking more like the stuff that's specifically made to go in a lettuce wrap. Like you cook up some beef and mushrooms and like some tomato and maybe some creamy sauce. That's good. Uh, all right. What am I okay, what's looking? Your next one? Okay, I'm looking. Let's just do this the whole podcast. This is great. All right. <laughs> I think everybody should learn about what I think about food. Uh, mayonnaise. Very polarizing condiment. Uh, mayonnaise is disgusting was this. Uh, okay. This tweet. What's your take? I have a caveat. I have very this. strong opinions on this. When you say mayotte is, mayotte, <laughs> mayonnaise is disgusting... And doesn't belong on food or whatever that guy said. Does he include Miracle Whip or is he saying or can I say mayonnaise is fucking gross, but Miracle Whip is delicious? It's you that that can be the opinion you, you express. Yeah, because mayo is gross. Miracle Whip is not actual mayo. It's a salad dressing. Yeah, um, it's like it's like chemicals made at the crap. Well, I think factory. so. Miracle Whip is basically the margarine to mayonnaise's butter. Yeah. Because uh, mayonnaise is vinegar, eggs, oil. Yeah. I think that's it. I think there's there's got to be butter in it too, right? No. Okay. But it I, just you emulsify it with the. Uh, oh, look at fucking ladies! <laughs> emulsification. Chef Derek over here. Um, I, I think Miracle Whip. Miracle Whip is just oil. I think it's just egg whites, isn't it? Yeah. Didn't it used to have egg whites? Maybe the, uh, I think Miracle Whip's one of those things that started as something 
but now it's all like now it's just oils and chemical where it used to have like real eggs in it ingredients uh water soybean uh, oh here you go uh miracle whip is made from water yeah Soybean oil, oh. high fructose corn syrup, Uh-oh. <laughs> a lot of strikes here, vinegar, modified corn starch, oh. uh, eggs, salt, natural flavor, mustard flour, potassium sorbate, spice, and dried garlic. None of that is good for you. Mayonnaise. Dried garlic. Eggs, vinegar. What was the other thing I said? Oil. Thank okay. you. Okay. So let's do this. Let's take mayo. Let's mix the two. Let's get rid of the soybean oil. And the high fructose corn syrup and what was it, corn powder? Let's get our cornstarch. Let's get rid of all that and let's add the dry garlic and there's something else. Mustard seed oil? Is that what you said? Um, mustard something. Yeah, add that to mayo and make the best of both worlds. Okay. okay. Yeah, and you can do that. You can just mix shit in with, here we go. Here's an opinion. Yeah. Aioli is yeah. not just mayo with shit mixed into it no that is how the that's how big mayo tells you aioli is made (laughs) when they're trying to peddle their mayo to you looking at you hellmans but like we hit a point now where like everything it's like oh i mixed mayo with ketchup which you can actually now buy which is fancy stores from Step Brothers. But <laughs> yeah. uh, that is aioli, apparently. Really? Uh, well, no. Some people would refer to oh, yeah. it as such. Uh, I fucking love mayonnaise. I spent uh, I spent four months of my life living in Calgary. Uh, it was a time that I lived in a house with five other dudes. I was extremely depressed and homesick during this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically the only thing, and this may have contributed to my depression. I was going to say. The only thing I ate for four months was we had a walk. Yeah. Like one of those big fucking like kettle walks. Yeah. Uh, that we filled with oil. Yeah. And we had a bag of potatoes. Yeah. And we had a jar of mayonnaise. And we would... Dice the potatoes up and make home fries and dip them in mayonnaise. And that is literally all I ate for four months of my life. So severely depressed. Not to sound racist. <laughs> okay. But could that be considered How? the Irish diet? <laughs> Dale. What? They uh, eat a lot of potatoes. They is don't it? eat mayonnaise. They just eat plant- uh. They eat them like an apple. They just like <laughs> Irish I'm, people can't I'm cook. Cooked and raw. <laughs> Ooh, you know what would be good? Capers in mayo. Yeah, fuck yeah. That now would, you're on my level. That would like get it halfway to, uh, what's that fish sauce called? Tartar sauce. Yeah. How do you? Tartar sauce is just mayo and pickles. I and think. capers. And Yeah, could be. Is it an aioli? <laughs> <laughs> are, are we done with this? Because I could, I could go forever. We're still, we're still going to go. Okay. Uh, here we go. Uh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Fuck this guy. I like to eat steak with ranch instead of barbecue sauce. What the fuck? Ranch? No sauce should ever touch a steak. Not even barbecue sauce. Nothing. You need beef flavor. Counterpoint? That is why you eat... No, absolutely not. Fuck Plain off. yellow mustard. No. Yeah. No, absolutely yeah, not. it is so good. Like, French's yellow mustard on a steak? Oh, it's so fucking good. You got to try it. It's one of those things where you're like, this sounds fucking gross. And then you have it and you're like, oh, yeah, I love mustard on fucking roast beef. Why wouldn't I like it on a different form of beef? Well, I like must like I. OK, so I'm definitely 
for my entire adult life, I've maintained that ketchup is fucking garbage, and mm-hmm. I hate it. Ketchup yeah. is toddler sauce. It is food yeah. intended to put on foods that children won't eat by themselves so that you trick children into eating it because it yeah. basically it tastes like sugar. Yeah, it's like red sugar. Yeah. Yeah, that's that it. Makes sense. Ketchup is fucking garbage, and if you like it, you're an animal. Uh, mustard is the more refined gentleman's condiment. Yeah. Uh, it, it enhances the flavors of things. You have many different varieties of it. Yeah. I think like German hot mustard. Oh baby. Give me a jar of that shit yeah. and a spoon. I'm going to town. And mustard has turmeric in it and that's like a anti-inflammatory. So it's healthy for you and it will relieve your aches and pains. So put it on your steak. There you go. All I'm saying is, I'm not saying go out and douse your steak with mustard. All I'm saying is just try it. I will never put just anything get on my steak. A tiny bit of mustard and just dip one bite of your steak into it. I'm not gonna do that's that. That's how I got converted. I'm not gonna. Somebody do was it. like, "Try your steak with mustard." I thought you were gonna say that's how I got gout. <laughs> just <laughs> eating steak for no, every meal. No, no. <laughs> Turmeric would help fight gout because it's anti-inflammatory. Uh, all right, well, we're gonna do a couple more here. Um, okay. If you're eating a steak, I'm I'm a member of the Ron Swanson school of thought, which it should get salt, it should get pepper, it should get a grill. That's it. What the about end. garlic? No. What about steak spice? No. Fuck steak spice. Steak spice is delicious. No. I mean, it's good, but yeah, it's delicious. It doesn't. It should just be called. I don't know. So, something else spice so that you don't feel yeah. compelled to put it, it should on be a called steak. Salt and pepper and garlic spice. Yeah, just like a mix of is. random shit. <laughs> uh, oh, and then uh, of course this took a turn for the racist with people saying shit about. Uh, Read one of the racist ones. Well, I can't. I'm not going to be able to find it. You brought up the racism. Racism. Everybody's uh, going to want to know. People were saying that Indian food is terrible. Wow. Some Indian food. It's like all food. Like, you like some, you don't like others. Like I said before, I can't eat hummus. Is that That's Indian food. It, it, no. What? Isn't hummus Indian no. food? <laughs> hummus is, uh, like, Mediterranean. Lebanese, I think, ah. is uh, where hummus is. But that's the other thing, is that India, uh, and same thing, people were going off on Chinese food. Yeah. These are both, like, fucking huge countries. Yeah. With um, very diverse... You have, like, different culinary... Pounds, yeah. Yeah, uh, depending on the region you're in. And they both have, like, totally different... Like, uh, in China, there's, like, uh, Shanghainese food. There's, uh, you know, Szechuan. There's Ooh, Cantonese. Culture. <laughs> but there's just... So, okay, you wait. get... What's ginger beef? Uh, I, I think that's, like, an American appropriate... And I was going to say, the, the yeah. Chinese food or the Indian food we get over here in North America is yeah. not remotely close. I mean, in Vancouver, we're lucky because we have a very large Asian population. Yeah. So we get the authentic shit. But if you go to, like, Fortune Walk or Panda Express or uh, what's that other one in the States, the big, um, that I un- unironically love. Matt made us go there in Vegas. That was Panda Express. No, wasn't it? Was yeah, it Panda had, Express? Yeah, we had to go to Panda. Remember, we walked like through. We walked through three casinos in Vegas to go to a fucking Panda Express. And it was, it was like, it was fine. It was. It was like you said. It was Western Chinese food that we'd had. Yeah, but it was like food court Chinese food. It wasn't even yeah. that good. That's what Panda Express is. It's like food court 
plus a half a mark. What's the other one plus I'm thinking of? Yelp. It's like fast casual uh, Chinese food. Fast casual? Like, um, what is that? It's, damn, well, it's all the rage. Are you just going to fucking Chinese break food. fast casual out and pretend like every that's in everybody's vernacular? Fast casual Chinese food. It's a thing. Is this like gastropubs and stuff like that? Chinese where people food just chain pretend they know what USA. it means because they don't want to look like an idiot? I'm guessing fast casual is like it's PF Chang's. Oh yeah, no, we had to go to Panda Express, not PF Chang's. Yeah, but that's like the same thing. That's like Americanized Chinese food, not actual Chinese food. So fast casual is just food that people don't want to call fast food. Well, it's like uh, it's like elevated fast food. It's like Chipotle is a uh, fast casual restaurant because I thought I just called those chain restaurants. Well, no, because like it's like Boston Pizza, Montana. Well, no, because that those are actual like you go in, you sit down, you order from a menu. But there's like a don't new you do that at Chipotle. No, no, there's like a new breed of restaurant that kind of falls right in between like McDonald's or Burger King, which is yeah. fast food. This is like you go in, you sit down. It's a slightly nicer experience, but you still like order at the counter. Like the White Spot Express or whatever that's called? Yeah, sure. Like Triple O's? Yeah, Triple O's, yeah. Um, Controversial food opinion that I'm going to express. Yeah. That I also expressed uh, the last episode we did. I can't remember. Canadian food is fucking garbage. We have no... Whoa! We mashed have potatoes, no, bro! That's not... We did not invent mashed yeah, potatoes. Mashed potatoes were invented in Canada. And you... Also, I don't think mashed potatoes are something to pride yourself dude, on. Dude! That's like a filler dish. Sour have cream. you ever gone to a Thanksgiving dinner and been like, you know what was the star of the show? These mashed potatoes. Yes. Never. You have never Fucking said that Fucking mashed potatoes with sour cream and chives and gravy on top. And then you like, you put a big old clump of creamy mashed potatoes and then you make a little hole in the middle and then you fill the hole with gravy and then you smash it all together. It's fucking delicious. No, the mashed potato is what you eat. Like that. if I, if I am at a... Thanksgiving or Christmas yeah. dinner, mashed potatoes are the last remaining thing on my plate. Because I'm like, if I eat these, this is going to take the place in my stomach that yeah. could be occupied by better food. See, when I go for Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner, it's give me stuffing, give me mashed potatoes, and I'll take the rest so I don't look like a cereal killer. <laughs> Uh, those anyway, are my two favorites. It's a non-issue because they were invented in the United Kingdom. So, oh, uh, but totally like wrong. maple flavored shit is garbage. Maple flavored shit is the best. Uh, outside We've of that, this. we have like French Canadian cuisine. Poutine. Uh, poutine is ba- like that's basically Canada's national dish at this point. Yeah. Uh, and then we don't really have anything. I know the Caesar was invented in Calgary, but that's not really food. That's a drink. And I haven't had a Caesar in probably four years. Oh, thanks so for reminding me. I have to try and take. Oh, how the fuck am I going to do that? What? I promised. Uh, so I'm going to Key West next week for yeah. Kate's father's birthday. Yeah. Uh, and I was trying to explain the difference between Caesars and Bloody Marys to them. Yeah. And it's basically the clam juice. Yeah. So now I have to try and figure out a way to smuggle bottles of Clamato in my carry-on luggage, which isn't going to fucking happen. Just you check can a only... bag. Come you on. could put Clamato in checked bag. Can uh, you, you get can. Clamato in the States? No. Get clam juice. I don't think so. Just Yeah, I'm just going to buy a bottle of clam juice. Dale, idiot. Okay, here we go. Yeah. The 10 signature Canadian dishes. Poutine. Yeah. Nanaimo bar. That's Dude, a banger. That's a banger, but like you get like you eat those 
and then your eyelids sweat because there's so much sugar in them. Butter tart, also a banger. Really? Butter tarts are uh, are Canadian. That's surprising. Beaver tails, a lot of desserts on here. That's just they're just de- big donuts. That's just right? like an elephant's ear. I it's think. like Bannock. Montreal smoked meat, banger. That's good. But I don't think we invented smoked meat. That's no. the thing that and what exists. what makes it Montreal smoked meat instead of just smoked meat? And isn't it just corned beef? Uh, Montreal delis use more cracked peppercorns and less sugar. So, I mean, we didn't. Oh, my God. That's a s- slight variation. Yeah. Uh, tortier, banging. What's love tortier? It. It's a meat pie. Oh, Have I love meat pies. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, pea soup. Oh. Okay, we already called that one out. Maybe I, I got to walk this opinion back. Wait, wait, wait. Is that, just, is that all pea soup or just French Canadian pea soup? Another dish people can thank French Canadians for is split pea soup, a winter specialty in Canada. The most authentic version includes whole yellow peas, salted pork, and herbs. 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 Uh, mm. Donaire. What? Really? That's a big get. Halifax. That's a big get because that sounds foreign. And makes you seem cultured when you're like, hello, I like a donaire. Uh, Saskatoon berry pie. I fucking love Saskatoon berries. That's this just is no level dial. Saskatoon berries anywhere else. Yeah, I know. That they, would just be like gross berries that grow this in the wild. This is to justify my fucking uh, grandparents would make us go out and like forage for Saskatoon berries for hours in the fucking sun when we visited them in Saskatchewan. Yeah. But my grandma would turn it into a delicious fucking pie or uh, or like a jelly or jam to put on ice cream. Delicious. Syrup, so, I guess. Let me, let me see if I can guess this process right. So you take... Gross ass Saskatoon berries, which are they're, they're not, sour, right? They're not. Uh, no, they're they're pretty sweet. And then you just throw a whole bunch of sugar on them. It's like rhubarb pie. Why the fuck are you even starting? Like rhubarb pie, you have to put so much fucking sugar on just to bring it back to palatable. What they're not, you do the same thing with? Uh, oh fuck! What did I love? Rhubarb, grow it up. So delicious. Like my no. grandma would make uh, rhubarb pie. Rhubarb is not good. Oh, dude. I mean, no, you eat it by itself, and you're just like one one way ticket to Tart Town. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, rhubarb strawberry pie would probably be better if you had like strawberries mixed with apples uh, or something else that you didn't have. Like, to- not rhubarb. Yeah, <laughs> lettuce. Anything- <laughs> lettuce. So strawberry lettuce pie. In there. Lettuce strawberry wraps. So on this list of Canadian foods, we have. Uh, a few things that are like exclusively Canadian and then a few most things are just like slight tweaks on things yeah, that existed elsewhere. Up, like the meat. So fuck Canadian food. Uh, there was something else I wanted to say on the tale of that on about Canadian food. food. Um, Canadian food? That you're going to get deported because you don't like maple? I, I'm just not. I'm, I'm not a fan. There's I'm better flavors out there. Fucking Mr. Hairdo Justin Trudeau himself and telling him you don't like maple flavor and he's going to be like, take a photo op somewhere else. Yeah, he'll be like, hey, Barbie. just let me take this blackface <laughs> off and then I'll respond to your complaint. Uh, he's like, <laughs> Trudeau walks out of the bathroom. He's like, wait. Blackface is still bad, right? <laughs> yeah, why? Oh, no reason. I'm almost ready for my photo op. I just got to go have a shower with turpentine. Uh, what? Oh, wait. Fuck, I almost had it. Something about Canadian food. That's gone. Yeah. I, and then you have, like, in BC, we have, like, no Canadian cuisine out here at all. Yeah, that's because people it's are, It's all like, Asian food. Because 
Canadian food, what people consider Canadian food, is all comfort food because it's cold as fuck in all of Canada except for Vancouver. It does not get that cold. And if you eat it, you'll get fat. And people in Vancouver are much too vain for that. So they just have like fusion food where they're like, let's take like Japanese food and make it into a hot dog. Let's put fucking dried seaweed on our hot dogs so that our hot dogs taste like fish for no reason. And then you're like, wow, that's so awesome. And you're going to make world peace with that. Maybe it's a Pacific Northwest thing too. Like, um, you, I'm, I'm obsessed with like regional sandwiches in the U S uh, yeah. and to a lesser extent in Canada. Oh like, my God. You have regional sandwiches here. That'd be so. Yeah. Cool. You have all these like different areas with their like own unique sandwich. Yeah. But then once you hit like, like what's the regional sandwich of Seattle or Portland, they don't have one fish probably like, uh, uh I could see Seattle would have salmon, maybe like a salmon, What's like a salmon spread? Like like locks? Salmon pate with something else. Here we go. 50 sandwiches, 50 states. Let's see what it is for Washington. You ready? Yeah. Salmon sandwich from Market Grill. Ayo. There you go. Dale nailed it. Hey, we're from Washington. The ocean's beside us. We have to be obsessed with fish. And okay, I'm curious what... uh. I mean, people shouldn't eat fish anymore. It's just, like, full of chemicals out of oh, the water. Oh, God what? damn. Uh, Oregonian? The Oregonian. Marionberry jam. What's a Marionberry? Don't know. Looks like a blackberry. Looks okay. exactly like a blackberry. It's probably a blackberry. Marionberry jam, blue cheese, yeah. and hazelnut butter. Oh, damn. Would I would eat the fuck out okay. of that. What? That sounds... Good, but it makes me say, why wouldn't you just make peanut butter and jam with blue cheese on it? Yeah, I mean, that's essentially what it is. Oh, my God. And then grill it so it all melts together in the middle? You know what would be even better? Nothing. I cannot think of anything that would be better than that. Use brie cheese instead of blue cheese. Yeah, okay. That would be good. Like you get some like blueberry jam, peanut butter, brie cheese... If I could put that in there, grill it up so it's all melty and stuff, oh, that'd be so fucking good. I feel like we got to do this on on episode, uh, and we can name it after the podcast and start selling these sandwiches. Yeah, we could call call that the outrage sandwich. (laughs) The outrage for your insides. Dale, what's your most controversial food opinion that you personally hold? Uh... Probably the steak and mustard thing that I previously mentioned. Yeah, that that was a bad one. Oh, my controversial food opinion is why Thai food? Why not get Chinese food or Indian food? Oh my God, they're all so different. Why do you have to eat something that's halfway in the middle? It's not halfway in the middle. Why is everybody obsessed with Thai food? It's a totally, because it's fucking delicious. And ramen. It's so, just soup. Okay. I don't get it. We are going to throw it out soup. for that one. It like, is not. I get war wonton because that's just everything fucking in soup broth and it's good. You have like dumplings, broccoli, shrimp, chicken, Beef, all in soup with noodles. Whereas ramen is just like no ramen. You get okay. So ramen, yeah, done properly, is you get you make a broth and it's the most flavorful broth in the entire world because you yeah. get it by like boiling animal parts for thirty six hours Isn't that how until you make those animal parts. Yeah, but this is next level. Okay, and then so it's like super porky and super fatty, yeah. and then you add like 
you, you add soy or miso to it. You, okay, both are bad for me. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that's your problem. Maybe <laughs> if you had less gout, you wouldn't. Ooh, sorry to cut you off, but here's a controversial opinion. People only care about fucking ramen now because they're so bitter that they're saying pho wrong for like 20 years of their life that they, they won't eat it anymore. Pho is also a delicious soup, though. Pho, better than ramen. No, I'm going to... I mean, if you could put raw meat in ramen and it cooks right in front of you and then you dunk a bunch of basil in there, oh, no, you get so much better. delicious slow-cooked chashu pork that's already cooked so you don't have to worry about cooking it. You don't yeah. have to peel apart super thin slices of steak. You just yeah. get the meat already cooked sitting on top of your soup and then you eat that. Okay, how about this? I get, dump- I get ramen soup, but I get it with dumplings and basil and shrimp on the side. So it's basically pho, but you can call it ramen. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I was just trying to remember this place. I went here before therapy the other night. Um, it was a spot in downtown Vancouver, uh, and it's called uh, Mazamin Ramen, mm-hmm. and it's basically ramen without the soup. Mm-hmm. So there's no broth. It's mm-hmm. just noodles and a bunch of fucking toppings, and they give you like a slow cooked egg on top, and you mix mm-hmm. it all together, and it's got like I think the sauce in it. I was googling it. It's like uh, pork lard, uh, a p- pork lard and some spices, and it's like the most delicious, creamy thing. It's probably like eight thousand calories. Oh yeah, but dude, if you eat but, lard, it lard is fucking delicious. So there's a reason they ate all that shit in the fifties. But yeah, it was. Uh, we got to go there sometime. It is uh, good as fuck. Sure, whatever. I'm sure it'll taste like all the other ramen places you make me go. No, it will. They all taste. <laughs> different god fucking damn is that controversial yeah that's controversial to me okay because it's uh u.s thanksgiving coming up this week i thought that was last week no it's this week uh this thursday uh we're gonna do u.s thanksgiving uh dishes ranked and we're gonna alternate so starting with the worst ending with the best dale what is your worst thanksgiving dish would it be the same as canadian thanksgiving dishes yeah uh, there's so, there's some slight variations. Um, it's weird because should I go childhood best or worst or what I would eat now? Uh, do now. Okay, because my worst is got a real big fucking asterisk beside it because I can't eat it because of my gout and that's turkey. What I you can't, can't eat, I can't eat turkey anymore. It makes me gout flare up. Okay, so to me, <laughs> me gout. <laughs> to me, that's the worst dish because if I eat it. Then my body hurts. Okay, if you're rating it for everyone across the world, including people without gout. Oh, deliciousness-wise? Yeah. Fuck. Um, even though I don't hate them as much as I used to, Brussels sprouts. Oh, dude, Brussels sprouts are... So, here's, here's my thing. Yeah. Uh, I figured out a way to make Brussels sprouts delicious. Yeah. Uh, you basically, like chop them mm-hmm. into some sort of like a hash basically. Yeah. And then you fry it with a fuck ton of bacon oh, yeah. and onions. It's fucking good. It's good. But then it's just a vehicle for bacon. Yeah. Right? I mean, Brussels sprouts, I'm talking about the gross, plain, just boiled Brussels sprouts that don't have cheese or bacon or other shit to cover the taste of the Brussels sprouts, which I don't even mind it that much anymore. Like I'll eat Brussels sprouts because I know how healthy they are. So I think my body's like, yeah, these are good for me. 
So that's my worst for taste. Uh, I would say uh, yams. What? Yeah, I would. I'm not a huge yam guy. Oh my god! Even though, okay, when I lived with Brittany, we one year made. Have you ever had marshmallow yams? Yeah. Before? Okay, so that's the one. <laughs> oh, can't eat those because you might as well just be eating sugar. Yeah. But oh, that's also probably just a vehicle for, for marshmallow. Just yeah. eat marshmallows. Although I do, the yams are not good. I do kind of like yams. Okay. All right. What do you What do you got? What's your I next? I don't know word? what's left. Like I'm only kind of. Tri- we got lots. Green bean casserole, uh, cornbread. What the fuck? Uh, cranberry sauce, uh, corn, macaroni and cheese is always fucking good. Sweet potato casserole. Fuck out. Oh, this is the one with yeah. Uh, that's the marshmallow marshmallows. One. Rolls. Mashed potatoes, number four. Green bean casserole, which people seem to like. Gravy. Stuffing is a clear number one for me. Oh, that's my number one, too. All right. So we agree on the stuffing. Yeah. Stuffing is... Oh, dude. That same thing I was talking about with Brittany, when we made the marshmallow-covered yams, we also made fucking red wine chorizo stuffing. Dude. Sausage in the stuffing? Next level. Oh my like, god. Next level. You Fuck, gotta like, put sausage in. Throw the Sa- turkey in the garbage and just give me the sausage stuffing. Even like you can take uh, a few boxes of stovetop stuffing. Yeah. Like just the shit that comes in a box. Yeah. And you fry up some ground pork and throw it in there. Oh. Best stuffing you've ever had yeah, in your man. entire fucking life. Dude, the secret is that nobody's willing to admit is stovetop stuffing is fucking amazing. It's pretty banging. And it's like it takes like three minutes. It's so good. See, this is the problem with Thanksgiving food is it's all good enough. Like I would say Brussels sprouts and then the next worst for me would be like just whatever boiled vegetables you have that aren't Brussels sprouts because everything's about that. Yeah. Okay. So we'd say the tiers would be all the vegetables. Yeah. All the starches. Yeah. And then turkey stuffing. Yeah. That seemed reasonable. Yes. All right, we did it. On that note, wait, wait, wait. For me, mashed potatoes before the turkey. So it goes stuffing, mashed potatoes, turkey, vegetables, whatever stuff. And would you count the cranberry stuffing? Because to me, I've never eaten cranberry stuffing by itself. It's always been on the turkey. Yeah, but cranberry sauce is like a side dish. And okay, but turkey without fucking. Cranberry stuffing is like gets down a couple because it's just so dry. It's well, no, you gotta if you make a turkey properly, like you brine the turkey and then you, you cook brine it. Yeah, you like soak it in a big vat of salty water Jesus. for a couple days before you bake it. What are you a pirate? <laughs> why would you? Who soaks turkey in salt? That's water? how you get a really juicy. That's why you've had dry turkey your entire life. You gotta soak the pirate. <laughs> the, <turkey. laughs> the pirate. You gotta soak that turkey in some seawater. I'm not a scientist, but I feel like that's too much salt. Like too much sodium. No, it's delicious. Having your turkey. I mean, that would just be like putting salt on your turkey. If you're American and you're listening to this, brine your fucking turkey. It'll be far too late for you by okay. the time we publish this How episode. About this? But fucking instead of putting it in salt water, put it in pickle juice. Yeah, that would actually be Oh my god. Dude, we could put that with our sandwiches. We'll have like the outrage, turkey? outrage Thanksgiving where we just make batch of crazy stuff that we think will be good and it turns out disgusting and it'll be like we smoked pot. Right, people have done this. Pickle brine turkey. God what? Damn. Pickle brine turkey is a thing? 
Oh my god, I bet it's so good. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, well, we'll probably talk about food some more. Yeah. You want to talk about some more food? You know what else is back? Food? No. What? Really fucking weird ass looking angular vehicles that, uh, uh that was. Did, did that I ever tell you my conspiracy theory about electronic vehicles? No. Well, when they started out, I feel like companies made them incredibly ugly on purpose just so they could say, hey, we're making, we're making electronic vehicles, but then like. The, nat- the like fossil fuel companies were like, you better make that fucking ugly so nobody actually buys it. Otherwise, we're just going to, I don't know. However, people think that fossil fuel companies are ruining the world of electronic cars. I think they did. Like the Nissan Leaf, when it first came out, was fucking horrendous. The first Priuses were pretty ugly. And then you didn't get an actually good looking electronic vehicle until the Chevy Volt. I feel like Prius is probably one of the more popular cars in the world right now isn't well, it well yeah now because it was of all the ugly electric cars it was the least the ugly? least ugly like it looked like a small shitty minivan when it first came out okay but the cyber truck is fuck it's next level it is so fucking ugly so this week elon musk and tesla yeah. announced their latest creation mm-hmm. uh which is a Electric truck. Yeah. But, uh, and in case you are visually impaired or you just haven't logged onto the internet in like three weeks. Yeah. Uh, it basically looks like they gave uh, a pencil and paper yeah. to a six-year-old child and yes. said, draw what you think cars in the future will look like. Yeah. A lot of people were saying that it looked like. The Homer car from The Simpsons when they got like an average man to design a car and it ended up being that horrendous like fucking abortion of a car. Yeah. Yeah. And it's ugly. So I don't know. Like people, everybody should have seen this, right? Like I'll post a picture on the Facebook feed so you can see what it looked like. But basically it's a triangle on wheels. Which it looks like the least so if you were designing an electric car that runs on electricity yeah. that has limited range, why would you design the most wind resistant car? Like it just looks like it's all angles. Yeah. And like it would it, be less wind resistance cuz the w- wind would just cut over it and there wouldn't be any like the dr- like the problem with regular pickup trucks is the air goes over and when it gets back to the bed it does a swirl. And then it comes it. back. So and this one, the box there's is... There's back sucking on the back of the cab of a pickup, so... The box is covered on this one. Yeah, you could cover it and uncover it. Yeah, so theoretically, it should be less wind resistance than a regular pickup truck. But at what cost? This thing is so ugly. It's super ugly. Despite that... And despite that, my favorite thing was at the launch when they were talking about how, like, the glass was shatter resistant. And then yeah. the guy picks up a rock and throws it at it. <laughs> and it broke one window just yeah. from a rock. 
And then they were like, oh, like maybe it was just that fucking, yeah. uh, you know, one window was a problem. And then Elon Musk does it to the under other window and it also cracked. <laughs> uh, so ugly as fuck truck, uh, probably ludicrously overpriced. I have no idea what it costs. Yeah. I don't care. Uh, looks stupid. Uh, they sold 150,000 of them in the first, like, two days. Yeah, well, people are just going to buy it because I honestly don't think people know what... There's there's a bunch of people out there that I feel like they don't know what looks good and what looks bad. Like, they just don't have the eye for it. But since it's Tesla and Tesla, they know they'll be cool for driving it, they'll just buy it. It looks like so an eight bit. It looks like an eight bit DeLorean. Is yeah. what it looks like. It's, like it's it, exactly <laughs> what it looks like. It's a totally fucking mind boggling. I do not understand why. Wh- why? Why are we doing this? Do you want to hear the features? Sure. Because I I was like you. I was like this is dumb. And then I was like oh so these are the features: ablative armor slopes made of thirty cold roll thirty times cold rolled steel that'll stop small arms fire. So what I think this person is saying that the triangle shape is supposed to be a design element that if it's shot, the bullets will ricochet off you. Well, so when I first saw this thing, yeah. I did not know this was a direct-to-consumer product. I thought it was a military vehicle yeah, at first. Like, who, like, I don't, it might be that we're in Canada and not everybody has 9mm handguns yeah. up here. Very uh, few people, probably. How many people need a bulletproof Everyone. electric vehicle? Like, are all the regular Tesla vehicles full of bullet holes in the States? Because I haven't heard about that. Like, is that a problem they're facing? So they designed this truck? I think it's more if you want to buy, say, a first vehicle for your 16-year-old who attends yeah. a high school. You yeah. probably want it to be bulletproof. Oh. Well, then small arms fire is not going to be enough. They're not running around with 9mm handguns. They all have AK-47s. So you're going to need to, like, get more robust plating. Oh, and also, you can get a dish. It has additional anchors to put skirting around the bottom for more bulletproofness, I guess. Cool. So I guess you don't want bullets to go underneath or whatever. I don't know. Um, the impact-resistant laminate armor glass, which Derek already mentioned, they're going to have to, I guess, make more armorful because it's not. Um, let's see. It has – it could fit six people in it, which – I don't know if you're going to know six people who want to get into it. Um, you can get it with a, ma- with a bunk facility. Oh, and look at this. They have a camping version. Derek, did you see this camping version where it looks like a Pontiac Aztec where it has a fold-up tent and then the back tailgate turns into a grill, I guess? So I don't know. Like the Pontiac – Aztec wasn't really a big seller, so I don't know why you'd want to emulate that. Um, oh, it's, this person says it has button-adjustable suspension so you can plant it on the ground for mortars and raise it to cross debris. Uh, I don't know. And they're saying how it has a monobody so you can pull artillery with it. Um, has modular internals so you could swap do easier swap-out repairs. Like, all these make it sound like it's a military vehicle, like you were saying. And uh, they say it's below, priced below large 
conventional trucks, but large conventional trucks are, if you get them fully loaded, they're like a hundred grand. So how much is it? What's the price point on this thing? I didn't see that. I'm going to their website. Yeah, like I mean, that should have been probably our first stop. Uh, like all these stuff make it sound like Cyber Truck. truck. Also, why would yeah. you call it Cyber Truck? Just call it something cool. I guess, and it's give in, it some random combination and, of letters and numbers, like, like everyone I, else. I first saw the Cyber Truck, and it was the same font as Cyberpunk 2099 or That's whatever. That's what it is on their actual website. Look at that. Yeah, like I think. Maybe they're going to do a thing where it comes out the same time as that video game. Oh, damn. That's cheap as fuck. As a marketing tie-in? How much? Due today, $100. Yeah. Uh, for the single motor, it's 39000 That is not cheap as fuck. Dual motor is 49000 Tri-motor, all-wheel drive, 69000 That, you could get, and that's American, right? Or is that Canadian? Uh, that's, I don't know if that's adjusting for where my IP address is located. But even 49000 American. That's a fuck ton. For a fully electric vehicle. Yeah. That's a truck. Yeah. Dual motor. And yeah. you can add full self-driving for an additional seven grand. It's hard to say because there's no electric truck on the, mo- on the market to see... You look it up, Ford F-150? Yeah, because Ford F-150 is supposed to have an electronic version coming out in... Even the uh, the gasoline version will set you back, like, what, 55, 60,000 base model? No, base model's not 55. It can't be. Okay, hold on. Sorry, I'm just looking at the specs. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yeah, it, the... Electric F-150 looks just like an F-150, which is smart. Oh, Ford F-150 base model starts at 32000 Canadian. Yeah, there you go. That's way cheaper. But that's for the old, old-timey old uh, uh, gas, gas-guzzling, gas planet-killing version. You might as well be a steampunk if you're driving a gas-powered F-150. Well, I mean, the benefit is that it looks like a nice... It looks like an actual vehicle. Just give me the price, motherfucker. Whatever. Anyway. I can't find it. I'm right. so bad at Googling. Wait, let me... Yeah, I Googled price of it and it didn't come up, so... Fuck him. Yeah, anyways, I imagine... It's good that Elon dropped this and said... And set the... What was the price of the base one? 39 39 which... Not bad. That's not bad. I mean, that, that would end up being probably $600 a month payments if you finance it over six years. So that's doable for most people. I mean, and then you don't have to pay for gas. Ever. I wonder what insurance on that would be. We should have probably researched this and then phoned ICBC and asked them how much they would charge for insurance on it. I wonder if electric vehicles are less on insurance because they probably break down less. Well, insurance doesn't cover breakdowns. It just covers... I'm sure if you're getting the self-driving version, yeah. your insurance premiums are going to be through the fucking roof. Oh, ICBC says you are not allowed self-driving vehicles. Remember that thing where that vehicle was driving around in the parking lot in Richmond? I mean, it sounds racist to say that there's a self-driving car in Richmond. But somebody... Cause, <laughs> I like how you're worried about that car. <laughs> because, um, like, I guess one of the... I don't know if it was a Tesla or not, but it has a summon mode where you hit a summon button and then it'll drive to you. And somebody summoned it because there's two malls side by side 
and somebody summoned it. So it drove through the parking lot to them and there was a video on it and it went like, I don't know, Vancouver viral where 30 people saw it. And ICBC made a statement saying that they absolutely are, I guess it's, it's not illegal cause they're not like a law company, but they're like, you can't, they won't insure. Yeah. They won't insure self-driving cars. So if that car was in an accident, it wouldn't have been covered by insurance. So if you have a car that's self-driving, I imagine this is just a pretty nice loophole for ICBC. So if you have a Tesla and you have it on self-driving mode and you always have to, you have to have your hands on the wheels on the wheel to like, so you can react if something happens. I imagine ICBC is still going to say it was on self-driving mode and not cover you if you get in an accident. 100%. Even if somebody T-bones you and it's not your fault at all. One, yeah. ICBC's entire business model is on pay, based on paying out as little money yeah. as possible That's to the people who pay them for insurance. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they will come up with every reason. If you even have, like... If you've ever tweeted about a self-driving car, <laughs> ICBC will probably claim uh, yeah. that you're in They will get for all your phone calls from the NSA from the states and be like, "Well, on June 15th, 19 or 2020, you tweeted about how you wanted to buy a self-driving car, so we're not insuring you anymore." Hey, fun thing, you just reminded me of this because uh, of like privacy issues, yeah. but uh, I made a Black Friday purchase. Oh, really? I, I bought a uh, one of those 23andMe genetic testing kits oh, nice. so that they could sell my genetic information to uh, the Canadian and American governments. That's worth it. What? Yeah. Like, what are they going to be? They're going to like, this is the thing. Like, everyone's like, oh, my God, they sold 23andMe genetic DNA stuff to whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm one of those people who's blissfully ignorant because I'm like, so they're going to know that someone in Vancouver BC is what are you part french part polish what uh yeah i'm like i'm like oh i'm really curious to find out what like varying shades of whiteness my yeah. genetic background is cuz i'm extremely white yeah although um, the cool thing is i think if you have some sort of like disease you don't know about it like degenerative disease that maybe you don't have symptoms for yeah so i got the one that will show me like the flags and then it'll show me my traits as well like if i'm predisposed to like not sleeping or uh, being an addict which uh, (laughs) spoiler alert i am (laughs) Um, a little late for that yeah but they're 50 percent off so i did that and there's a lot of stuff in the news right now about how unethical this company is because they have paired with like the nsa and american government canadian government and probably foreign governments but i'm like I also have a Google listening device in every room in my yeah. house. I lead a very bland ass suburban dad existence yeah. and I have no concrete plans to commit any crimes in the foreseeable future. Uh, so I think I'm okay. The only way I could see this biting you in the ass is if in 10 years you try to get life insurance but you had some weird genetic marker for some weird disease that you don't actually have, but they have the 23andMe file on that says you might get it one day, so they'll deny your claim for life insurance. Yeah. That's the only way I see this hurting you. Yeah. Like you said, like we're 40. Or I commit a crime. Our crime committing days, albeit very small and... They're, they're very petty in nature, yeah. I feel like. Are done, are behind... Victimless I hope, crimes, I might even say. I fucking hope I don't have any crime in my future, because I don't know if I could handle that. Like, I get... Like, if I say the wrong thing to my boss at work, like, I say hi weird, on, like, the rest of the day, I'm like, 
fuck, am I getting fired? Was that, was that as weird as it felt? Like, if I have to commit crime, like rob something in the future, it'll be like, oh my God, we're getting fired. All right, we're going to go to jail. We're going to die. Somebody's going to murder us in jail. I've seen enough prison TV shows to know that if I go to jail, I'm probably going to be crippled within a week. I think you do pretty well in jail. I'm not that tough. You're, but you can, you can fake it. You got I'm tattoos. You're a big, you're a brawnier dude. I don't think there's faking in jail. You could, you could fake it. I think if I tried to fake it, somebody would pop off because they would try to prove themselves. Like if I was like, I'm big and tough, then somebody who's a little bit less like smaller than me would be yeah, like, yeah, we're actually crazy. I'm going to prove how tough I actually am by taking out this big and tough guy and have like, oh, you called my bluff. Yeah, but that's what you would have to do. You would have to be the guy who goes in and finds a guy bigger than you and like, I don't don't know what they do in prison. Breaks my hand by punching his face and not hurting him. Yeah. And I just have a broken hand. What if, what if every guy in prison is just like you, albeit with better mustaches? Whoa, bro. (laughs) Ouch. And everyone's just scared. (laughs) Like, do you think imposter syndrome is a thing in prison where they go there and they're like, everyone's going to find out how not tough I am and how I don't deserve to be here. And that's why everyone's, you know, always beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, because they're like, I don't want anybody to know I'm a fraud, so I'm going to act out before anybody finds out. Yeah. That, I think we solved the problem with prisons right there. Everybody's like overcompensating for their imposter syndrome. So if we all had like a group sesh, talked about our feelings, prisons would be much better. Yeah. Or if we abolish the system where uh, corporate overlords are profiting off of cramming as many people okay. as possible so into put those criminals <laughs> out on the street. They're not or even. I have to worry no, about them fighting not, me <laughs> when I'm not in jail. That's a terrible idea. Jesus, Derek, I, I get your idealistic point of view uh, and saying that maybe if we get rid of the prisons, everybody will be a good person and no crime will happen. That's not even that. If we stop making everything a crime so that yeah. some guy who owns like 50 prisons in the U S can get rich. Okay. Then maybe, like maybe we just put like the most violent and irredeemable people in prison. Yeah, or like, kill them. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> see, the thing I think we need to do, did I talk about this? Where it's like capital punishment would be acceptable if we could read people's minds and know for absolute sure if they're guilty or not. Because the problem with yeah, capital punishment is... Sometimes people are innocent and they get murdered by the state when they're innocent. But if we know for 100% sure that they are not innocent, then we could just – and then prison would be – we wouldn't have to spend as much money on prison. Or if we could predict future crimes that they were going to commit just because they were thinking about committing the crimes. Yeah, but then we'd need telepaths and – We could get Elon Musk to design a supercomputer that could read – everyone's minds did you ever look dumb as fuck (laughs) it would did you ever watch the minority report Report tv series no so the minority report tv series is you know those kids that were like in the milk bath who were actually the telepaths in the movie the show is about them after they get out of the milk bath like they get rid of thought crimes and it's like i think it's like 10 years in the future and like the subplot through the whole series is how exploitive the whole system was to these telepathic kids and how terrible their experience was. So we can't have thought crimes 
and like future crimes because we'll have to treat telepaths inhumanely and basically treat them like work animals to get them to like I don't know maybe I should watch that movie again because I can't really remember it all I remember is there's like balls come out of this thing like a lottery thing and then that tells you who's going to commit crimes yeah I don't remember how the balls worked exactly they were in the movie too I think they were like elaborate like USB drives because I think he took the ball and put it in something and then it told them what it was when they could have just skipped that step and been like oh the signal's coming straight to my computer we don't need this needlessly or elaborate middle step but I guess that was a plot device for when he found it was him and they hit the ball because he could take the ball yeah that was the whole reason that existed yeah we should have spoiler alerted that whole conversation for people who haven't seen my no, I'll edit it out. Also, that movie has existed for like 15 years. So yeah. if you haven't seen it yet, too fucking bad. Also, a great example of how one of the craziest actors is also one of the best. Tom Cruise, amazing actor. Super crazy. I think maybe like... He's an amazing actor in a certain type of role. Oh, dude, like collateral. But like... Minority Report. He's had some fucking bangers. Yeah, he's had some shitters, too. Uh, Vanilla Sky, not a good movie. I'm not defending Vanilla Sky. Yeah, no, you would what not. What was the one that they renamed? Oh, Edge of Tomorrow. Did you know they renamed Edge of Tomorrow Live, Die, Repeat? Why? Because they're idiots. Yeah. They. Hey, speaking of uh, futuristic pop culture, I don't know, you want to do Baby Yoda? Okay. So, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen The Mandalorian, you're an asshole because it's the greatest Star Wars TV series. I feel like I'm the last person on Earth to not get a Disney Plus subscription. Mm. And I have a five-year-old child, so I probably should get a Disney Plus subscription. Dude, it's the cheapest streaming subscription. It's only like nine bucks a month. Yeah, but that doesn't matter because I'd just be adding it to all the other (laughs) streaming subscriptions I already have. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Also, you haven't seen Endgame yet, have you? Uh, no, I have not. It's on there. So you should buy it to get that. Hmm. So I'm going to be honest with you. There's not much on there. There's all the old Disney movies you can handle. There's a bunch of kids. Actually, there's a whole bunch of Star Wars cartoons like the Clone Wars and stuff he would like. Oh, and also this fucking surprise awesome show I never knew existed called Gravity Falls. It's this cartoon. It's awesome. Anyways, so you should get Disney Plus for The Mandalorian, and to watch Avengers Endgame because it pays for itself. So anyways, in The Mandalorian, uh, the Mand- the, if you don't know anything about Star Wars or you like tangentially know a bit about Star Wars, Boba Fett is a Mandalorian, like that's his race, and they're predominantly... Like, I think their religion is based on weapons and they're like a warring culture. So a lot of them become bounty hunters. So basically, it opens with, I don't even think you know his name. People just call him the Mandalorian. And he's a bounty hunter. And he gets this big bounty from Carl Weathers, who, wait, was Carl Weathers Lando Calrissian? Yes. That's the guy from Rocky, right? Yes. Okay. So Lando Calrissian is in it. And he's like a bounty guild leader and he gives this guy the big, the air quotes, biggest bounty he has. And so this guy goes to this planet and the whole, and at the end of the first episode, 
the surprise is that the bounty is a baby Yoda. Now. Question. Yes. Is there only one baby Yoda or are there many baby Yoda? Okay. Like, is there an entire race of Yodas? This is what I'm going to tell you. George Lucas is fucking at Star Wars fans from basically beyond the grave. Because when he wrote Star Wars, he never wrote what race Yoda was to keep him more mysterious. He never really wrote his lifespan. So basically, everybody is calling this a baby Yoda, even though the timeline, this is after the actual Yoda from the series is dead. And George Lucas isn't dead. No, I said beyond the grave of like being removed. I mean like okay. beyond the Star Wars grave because he was like, removed from it. George Lucas <laughs> So How did I miss that? This is like the most annoying thing because everybody's calling it Baby Yoda because we don't know what race Yoda was. So we can't call him like – and you don't want to say the baby from the same Yo- species that Yoda was from. Because that's too wordy. You only get a certain amount of tweets. And everybody's like... Yeah, but why didn't anyone else... Like, a lot of people have tackled Star Wars lore over the years. Why didn't someone just be like, this is what he is, and make it canon? Because this is the first time there's been another baby from the same species. So it hasn't been introduced into canon yet. But anyways, it is... Have you seen a picture of it? Yeah, it's cute as fuck. It is the cutest fucking thing in Star Wars... Since uh, the Porg was pretty cute. Porg was very cute, uh, but it, it didn't get traction. This was fucking like BB-8 was pretty cute for a robot. This is why Di- like Disney is just like they are masters of this shit. Oh they are like God. we're gonna make this one thing. Yeah, and even if this fucker, I again, I'm not gonna watch the show. I you should definitely about it. watch. The show. I mean, I'm not gonna get Disney Plus. So oh my God, dude, I'll figure you're out gonna watch it. it. Uh, but. They will, even if this little fucking baby Yoda never appears in the show again, he was just in it for like 10 seconds. No, he's no, pretty, in pretty the next episode. Okay. like, because at the end of that I episode, know, you, don't have to you find out it's baby Yoda. And then the next episode. Like actual Yoda Yoda. No, it's not the Yoda from the like first six movies, episode one through six. It's a Yoda or a another member of the species that Yoda comes from. So you don't even know if it's a boy or girl. So should we be calling it Yoda? Do they call it baby Yoda in That's the show? They, no, they don't name it at all. They just say, he just says it. What are they going to do with the specimen? What are they going to do with the target? Like they never reference it by name or what it is. So basically they're going to have to enter a name into, into fucking canon. So basically what we could call is the little green guy or whatever. So, yeah. I forgot where I was going. Uh, the internet lost its fucking mind because Disney are masters of merchandising and they know that oh. everyone's going to eat this shit up. Yeah. There's uh, gifts all over the place. There's memes all over the place. There's Baby Yoda. I scroll through Twitter yeah. uh, and it's just like Baby Yoda fucking like oh, the memes and are memes. Uh, and that, but curiously enough, today uh, Disney Plus or Disney or whoever uh, started. Uh, pulling down Baby Yoda gifts from the internet under copyright claim, which is the fucking stupidest possible thing they could oh. do. Because it's free, it's free marketing. It's free yeah. advertising. Every time someone posts an image of that shit, everyone's like, look how cute this fucker is. I want to buy those toys for my children. I want to subscribe to Disney Plus just so I can bask in his cuteness. Unless this is next level marketing brilliance by Disney Plus because we were already seeing people angry at how much Yoda 
or Baby Yoda was showing up in their timelines. So maybe Disney starts pulling down the memes so people stop getting sick of it and they start, they do that thing. You know how they used to put movies in the vault and they'd only release the them? scarcity thing. Yeah. yeah. So they're like pulling down the pictures of Baby Yoda. So, pe- so they don't, people's like, frontal cortex doesn't get saturated with baby Yoda. It's like, you really want to see the baby Yoda? Pay us $9 a month. And they don't get sick of it. And then Christmas, like this came out two months before Christmas. And this is, this is a fucking home run because this thing is so fucking cute. I can't even handle it. So all I got to say is Disney, you won. I want a plush toy of baby Yoda. Also, Please give his species a name so I don't have to keep calling it Baby Yoda and get corrected by people on the ner- internet by saying that's not actually Yoda. All right. Well, wait. I- did Yoda come from Dagobah in the movies? Dago- no, he just lived there. That was where – that's not where he was from. No. So we could call – Words? does they say where he's from or do they even ignore that whole thing? Uh, I don't think – he was uh- – he was exiled there or he fled there. Oh, yeah. Um, but I don't think they ever say where he was actually from. Oh. Again, I'm not a person who would know these things. I watched the Star Wars movies. I like the Star Wars movies. Yeah. I couldn't. I was even surprised. I was able to recall that he was not originally from that planet <laughs> and had to Google immediately yeah. just to fact check myself. I was going to say they could call him a Dago Brian, but a Dago Brian? Dago Brian! Dago Brian! <laughs> Um, but you can't even do that. So mainly I asked you cause you're faster at Google than me. I am good at it. Yeah. No. So yeah, in closing way to go. Disney Yoda's massively cute. And I could see you making, I don't know, your next trillion dollars in merchandise. They should honestly just do a whole baby star Wars. Like remember baby Mu- or Muppet babies yeah. from the eighties? Like, mm-hmm. Just do that, but with Star Wars, and you could have baby Luke, and you could have baby Vader, and you could have baby uh, Jar Jar Binks, you could have baby Ewoks, which already look pretty baby-esque. Well, you can't have baby Luke and baby Darth Vader, because Darth Vader is Luke's dad. So you can't have them both have babies at the same time. You can sell them as babies at the same time. Okay, baby Darth Maul? That would be so Yeah, that would be dope. You could have baby... uh, Senator Palpatine? Yeah, sure. All, all, all All the Star Wars gins... As babies. Baby Jar Jar Binks? Baby Han Solo. Oh, baby Chewbacca. Oh, there <laughs> you go. Anyway, nice. uh, Disney, if you end up making this show, I would like $1 million in uh, sequential unmarked bills. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, all right. Anything else you'd like to add? No, I think we covered everything. Yeah, I hope so, because this is an hour and 20 minutes of well, mostly is, us talking about food. This is our <laughs> longest one since the 100th anniversary. Yeah. Uh, hey, thanks for tuning in. As always, I've been your co-host, Derek Bolin. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at Herder. I've been your other co-host, Dale the Rooter. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at Super Dale uh, Feel free to follow us for hot food takes and Star Wars trivia at uh, twitter.com slash outragefactpod or facebook.com slash outragefactpod. Yeah. Uh, you can find us to subscribe, rate, and do whatever else you do to a podcast on iTunes, Simplecast, uh, Spotify. I'm sure that... There's got to be other, like, whatever program you use to get your podcast, I'd imagine that it would automatically get uploaded to some, like... It does. Is Stitcher still a thing? It is. 
You think we're on Stitcher? We are. Are we? Yeah. Did you put us on Stitcher? No, they just pull in podcasts from wherever podcasts yeah. are hosted. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts, please rate, review, subscribe to us. Uh, and if you really, really fucking dig the podcast, you can do one of two things. Kick us some money on Patreon yeah. or tell your friends about us. Uh, or, you know, share some clips or share a link or say, hey, check out these two fucking super handsome dudes talking a mean game about some food and yeah. some Star Wars and whatever the other thing we talked about was. Cybertruck. Thank you, Cybertruck. <laughs> or even better than telling your friends how good we are, tell our friends <laughs> so we can rub it in their faces. <laughs> That's a much better plan. Uh, and lastly, until next week. Stay angry.